Hi, I'm Frances Robertson-Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. I'm so excited to be chatting with Sarah Thurston today about her new book, Personal Presence, How Speakers Authentically Engage. Sarah's been coming to my yoga classes for a while now, and I've always enjoyed her observations about yoga during our brief chats. When I found out that she had written a book, I was eager to find out all about it. Okay, morning, everyone. Morning. Hi, guys. So, um, we're here this morning um, with Sarah Thurston. And um, Sarah's uh, been coming to my classes at Bannertides for a while. And um, I've always loved chatting to you, Sarah, after class. You're so interesting. And I was uh, really uh, fascinated when I found out that you were writing a book. Um, and always those chats after class are always so short. And I never felt like I was quite getting enough information out of you because what you do sounds so interesting. So I was so pleased to hear about the book. And I immediately went out and grabbed it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to you here. So um, I'm just going to say quickly, um, guys, if you're coming on and watching, it'd be so great if you say hi in the comments, because then we can see who's here. And that's always really nice. Um, but yeah, Sarah, tell us a bit about the book. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, here's my book. As you can see, it's called Personal Presence. And there's a picture of a butterfly. And uh, the butterfly is a kind of symbol, if you like, of you, your soul, your heart, being able to find freedom and, and fly away and be the best that you can be. And half of the butterflies you see is lots of little butterflies and half is structured, like geometric. So that's the kind of structure of your life, if you like, and all those the little butterflies coming out of the chrysalis and finding freedom. And I started this book a long time ago when my brother sadly died very, very suddenly. And uh, I had to find something to kind of massage my grief, I suppose. Uh, and uh, then I left it for a while and then I picked it up again two years ago for a different reason, for the reason that I want all of you, whether you're yoga teachers or not, to be the best that you can be in terms of presentation, public speaking, just being you on a daily basis. And a lot of, and that means that you have to be the authentic you. You have to speak from the heart. Mm, yeah. And a lot of us speak just, you know, we're we, we, uh, we analytical or logic. And um, actually, if you think of the analogy, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Francis, in the book, of the elephant and the rider. It's a wonderful mm. analogy. An elephant is a great, big, beautiful beast. Uh, and if you think that's your emotional self and the rider is on top, which is your logic, your analytical self. And as you are directing this emotional self, you know, you can you can parry, you can parallel, if you like, your emotional and your logical self. But if suddenly the elephant decides she wants to go down another road, Right. There's nothing that the driver can do about that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, because this this emotional self is such a large part of you. And lots of people will disagree with me on that because they say, oh, no, no, I'm very I'm very logical. I'm very analytical. 
you know, <clears throat> I actually make decisions through analysis. And a lot of people do, but underneath it's your emotions that drive you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, I, uh, I uh, found the book so useful. Um, I've just like read it. It's very, so easy to read. I read it in a couple of days. And um, obviously you. you've come at it from a perspective because your work has always been with um, sort of training leaders. That's the impression I got. Yeah. And so it's quite corporate background, even though that you've got the background in the theatre and acting um, as your sort of foundation that you're coming from. But I, what occurred to me and what I found I think will be useful for anyone watching this is the real practical tools that are in the book for how to find your authentic voice and how to use it, you know, and how to use it effectively because communication is such an important thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, not just in if you're a, a leader or a manager in a big corporation, it's important for all of us, you know, it's important in relationships, it's important in our work, it's important in the way that we connect with people. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this just before we came on live, weren't we, that a lot of people in just in their everyday lives find um, speaking a struggle, you know, even if it's just in the smallest way, introducing yourself to a new group of people or, um, you know, we were talking about yoga teachers. You know, we we go into a role thinking, you know, we're going to be a yoga teacher. You forget you're going to have to stand up and speak in front of people mm. just yeah. as being able to speak your mind and your um, opinions can take a lot of courage. So what bringing it back to the book is I feel like you had a lot of useful tools for um, for sort of tackling those issues. And we were talking about this um, idea of fear, weren't we? Yeah. So, so we all have huge fear. I mean, everybody, even even CEOs. But, you know, generally people have a terrible fear of having to stand up and speak. So what is the difference between sitting chatting one to one and then you get up from the table in a team meeting or whatever it is or yeah. as a yoga teacher and you have to speak to a room full of people and the fear it comes from being judged I think it's a fear of failure yeah. and <clears throat> when we're kids at school quite often we have to stand up in assembly and I know a friend of mine who's actually head of department once she was standing up in assembly in assembly at school she was seven and she froze and it wasn't addressed by the teachers. And she never, ever publicly spoke again. Oh. I said, well, how did you manage to be head of departments? <laughs> and she said, because I always got my, my oppo, my sort of second in command, to do all the presentation work. She said, I didn't mind teaching, but I could not present to my peers. So, so that, you know, right across the board, people have a fear of that. And their fear of, of failure, of judgment, all those things. So my tools to help you are come through body language and a lot of those things are very similar to yoga yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. deep breathing i do the first thing i do is deep breathing with my clients and we all know that deep breathing calms the heart and when you get nervous and stressed your heart rate goes up, doesn't it? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is to get rid of the palpitations and the sweats. And so deep breathing, uh, centering the body, finding your center, you know, your core, yeah. lifting from the core, shoulders down and away, all the things that you do in yoga, I do with my clients. 
And most of them, I would say, don't haven't done yoga or Pilates. So they, they think it's a bit weird, but uh, but they see how it does really calm their nerves. And then we do some stretching. So we, we might get just with the, the hands, which the hands are always, you know, like that when you're nervous. And if you stand up, you suddenly find your hands shaking. Don't you? Yeah. So I get them to grip their hands and release and grip and release and grip and release just to get rid of the tension. Yeah. But this centering, finding your center, your solar plexus lifting from the center is a is a theater technique. It's a th it's what actors do. Yeah. And as Francis said, my background's in theater and TV. And so I I brought all these these tips, if you like, from theater. And with the voice, it's the same. I do voice exercises. So we do humming to find resonators. We do tongue twisters, which everybody loves those because they're crazy and mad. And you can take them home to your kids. Um, but it's really important to feel good about yourself physically before you start. And then also to feel that you can be just you. You can be conversational you, even if you're talking to a thousand people. You know, it's important that it's just it's you. You're speaking from the heart. It's not a learned script. Yeah. So you said to me, Francis, that when you first started as a yoga teacher, you just sort of thought, oh, now I've got to do this class and I've got to learn this script. Yeah. And you felt you felt uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel um, it felt wrong. I didn't know why it felt wrong. Um, and it's taken me a long time to to work through that and realize it's because I wasn't using my authentic voice. I wasn't yeah. um, being true to myself. And so it didn't feel I didn't enjoy it, you know, as much. You know, I was just going through the motions. Through the motions. Mm. And we, as people in the class, can tell when a teacher's going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're just being robots. Whereas what's wonderful about you is that you take your time. So these are, these are th really important things. You speak slowly. You're distinct. You're clear in the words that you're using. So you might repeat. Repetition is good. And you speak slowly and you actually maybe use names of people in the class quite a lot. Mm, yeah. So you notice what somebody's doing and you, you might feel that they need some support or a little bit of, you know, kind of motivation mm -hmm. and you might uh, uphold what they're doing. But when you when you try to help somebody who's struggling, you don't make them feel like they've made a mistake. Oh, good. I'm glad. No, you don't. You know, I mean. That's what I try to do. It's not about having made a mistake. It's about your journey, wherever you are. Yeah. So my clients are all on the journey. You know, some of them are really good presenters and feel very comfortable doing it. But they've all got stuff to learn, as you'll, you know, you've read in the book. Um, yeah. And and it doesn't matter where you are on that line of learning, that journey. You know, uh, I hope I can help my clients and you can help your your students as a yoga teacher yeah I think it's useful as well especially for anyone who's watching this who, who mm. probably does yoga in some mm. way or has done in the past and knows a little bit about it and to realize that you can actually use those tools the tools that we learn in yoga to help you feel more relaxed uh, when you're in a situation when you know, uh, whether it's standing up in front of hundreds of people or whether it's just introducing yourself at an icebreaker, you know, that you have to do when you go on a training day. Um, you can, 
I, I feel like, especially this is something that I've learned, the sense of <clears throat> relaxation, being able to relax in a situation, like you say, physically, like relax the body, relax your hands, relax your shoulders, and breathing is such a powerful tool for allowing you to then speak, isn't it? Because um, it really shifts everything. And I think that was such a game changer for me, is realising that simplicity. And I would always go into things like this, like you say, <laughs> like that, and shaking, and my yeah. voice would go. And it's um, you can consciously use the tools. And if you know, if you've been to yoga, you know them. Like feel the feet, uh, your feet against the floor. You know, feel the weight of your body. Like you say, get find your center. And yes, yeah. yeah. And so I think that was what really what I found interesting and relevant so relevant about your book is this just the way that um and because you do yoga as well and um and i just think being able to speak is so relevant for everyone and useful you know so i would recommend anyone goes and gets your book for sure and um takes a look at it because um i think we all at some point have to try uh, well, we have to speak, don't we? We have to use our voice. Everybody does. Everybody. So, you know, even though I might talk about leadership, we're all leaders of our own life, aren't we? Yeah. You know, so we all have to lead in some way. And some point in our lives, we're going to have to speak, uh, yeah. you know, whether it's at a, a mate's wedding or in a team meeting or, or you know, just with the, the new neighbours. We're all going to have to show ourselves and mm -hmm. A lot of people are terrified of that. And as I said to you, Francis, at the end of this lockdown, people are going to be, you know, quite inhibited and they'll have lost their confidence. Mm. I, I feel sure a lot of people already have lost their confidence. I know some friends of mine who, who are now worried about going to the post office, for example, yeah, because yeah. they've been locked in lockdown for three months and they've been self-isolating. Uh, so that kind of confidence, I think you'll find by reading my book, but also something else you do that's really good in classes, you storytell, Francis. And that's the thing that I, I encourage people, even leaders to do. You've got to tell personal stories. Yeah. Because personal stories build rapport and engage. Mm -hmm. You know, if you tell a story, just as you did just now, about how when you started as a yoga teacher, you just used to learn all the words and say it off by rote. Yeah. That will actually, in somebody else go, oh, I do that as well. Yeah, I do that. Oh, and you know, you might say it in class, and we can't reply because we're all, you know, in downward dog or something. But actually, it will go in, and it will think, oh, well, if Francis went through that, then it's okay for me to feel like that as well. Yeah. So it's kind of rapport building, and um, you do it all the time. You know, you, you talk about when you know when you started, when you first did that. Uh, how your animals react, how your children <laughs> react, you know, yeah. all these little stories that come into the class, which I love, you know, and everybody else does, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting, actually, because I, I don't think I realised I did it quite so much, but now you say that I do. It actually helps me. So it's not just, um, you know, um, it helps me feel comfortable. It helps me feel relaxed because I'm, I think, it, you wrote about it in the book, it's like, when you open up to people, um, you it, you can communicate better, can't you? You know, yeah. people you build a rapport because you make a 
you make what's called a silent connection. I call yeah. it a silent connection. So, you know, you're teaching. We're not going to respond in the class. But that silent connection that you make as we're doing our exercises, we're thinking and we're building an affiliation with you because we we see ourselves in various things you said. And it, everybody will see a different thing. So you might talk about your cats. Right. And somebody will relate to that. But I might relate more to your dog or your children, because that's something that's close to my heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. We all relate to different things, but that's fine. But in every story, there's a silent connection that people can make. Yeah, I think that's a really great tip. Yeah. Thank mm. you. We've got. Um, so I'm just going to say thank you to Bridget and Nikki who have just commented. Hi, Bridget and Nikki. I'm glad. Um, yeah, you, you've missed the start of the chat but um you can always catch this again you can watch it on the replay and um you might you might want to take a look at the book because it's uh, certainly been really useful for me and uh you've said as well nikki students find security and repetition and using the names makes them feel included and valued and definitely i find that i love it when people call my name out in a class you know it makes you feel really special doesn't it you're like oh someone's noticed me it's like absolutely powerful and absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah i definitely um i do try to consciously do that because i know how it makes me feel good so i think well it's you know it's going to make other people feel good for sure yeah yeah um, just conscious I don't want to take up too much more of your time Sarah thank you so much for joining me uh, I can only see Nikki here did you say there were some other people yeah Bridget Thurston said hello um, oh yes that's my sister you know, is that your sister in there oh yeah it is yeah so um yeah so and Nikki is a yoga teacher as well and so I think this will be useful for yoga teachers I'm going to share it in a group that um that I'm on with other yoga teachers so um, but as we said, I think it's useful for everyone, for yeah. anyone who struggles with speaking. And so I'm going to drop the link for your book in the comments so that people can um, to, can grab it easily. And um, and I look forward to seeing you again sometime at class and hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You've got another podcast, haven't you, that you're doing? I've got a podcast, yeah, with a leadership development journal. Yeah. But I'll see you tomorrow night on Zoom. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll see you then. Well, good luck with the podcast, and I'll see you see you, see you tomorrow, okay? Oh, uh, Friday. Thank you so much for listening today don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and i'd really appreciate that look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself i've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast take care guys see you next time